for six hours, Ezra the priest stood reading. For six hours, the congregation's ears were attentive to hearing God's word, God's law, as read by Ezra. When Ezra opens the book in sight of the people, they all stand up, not unlike we do here when we read the gospel. And the people lift up their hands, and they cried, Amen, Amen. And then the people bowed their heads to worship God, their faces to the ground. They listen. They weep. And as God's word is shared, the people understood even more deeply how much they need God, and they weep that much more. This passage in Nehemiah that was our first lesson for today is a description of a great liturgy, a public act which at its heart restores the people's sacred identity as God's covenant community. The community rededicates itself as God's people in the presence of God and one another. They've returned from their long exile to find their city in ruins, having accomplished almost the impossible the people rebuild Jerusalem and the walls around it. And thus it was finally fitting for them to gather in the public square for worship, where they can greet each other, bless each other, worship their God, and listen once again to what God had to say to them. They are bidden to turn their tears to joy, to eat and drink in one vast and scattered banquet, and God's word would make them united as the people of God once again. Is it possible that on this day, our hearts and vision for our life as God's people might be reimagined and rededicated to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Can our common life as the body of Christ here in this place be made one again? Or specifically, can we as members of Christ Church Lutheran celebrate the things that unite us as Christians living in this community, in this city, for the work of Jesus Christ here in this place and even beyond. In our liturgy this morning, can you be attentive to the Spirit of God moving among you, present in you, and in the person sitting next to you, stirring your very being and uniting us together into one common vision worth living for and perhaps even dying for. It's challenging, perhaps. 
and we get from the second lesson today an example of what it can be for us to be united as one. Corinth wasn't always all together. Uh, The congregation quarreled a lot. They quarreled about class divisions, ethical issues, qualifications for leaders, not to mention such daily concerns as um, what foods were appropriate to eat and what not. The Apostle Paul struggled to get them on the same page, to get them back in some agreement, offering specific advice when necessary. But most of all, he tried to knit them back together into one whole being. Reading his letters, we're aware that it was not always easy work for him. The only way that they could manage was to focus their vision on the cross of Jesus Christ. Whenever their vision became unfocused or was tilted slightly away from the cross, that's when divisions arose, which threatened to overshadow the gospel. But there are moments in the life of every community of faith when fractures heal, when the light of Christ shines through, times when working together accomplishes much more than what people can ever do alone. The Spirit breathes through to mend old hurts, re-energize committees, refocus vision, reunite the people of God together. Our liturgy does a lot of that. It's like the one of Ezra long ago. We bless, we give thanks, we listen, we reflect. We stand up in honor of hearing God's word proclaimed through the scriptures. We acknowledge grief and disappointments and we are brought to joy. We eat and we drink and we generously set aside gifts for those who need them more than we. We are swept up in God's power and in the process of all of that, we become the body of Christ that we are intended to be. As Paul said, just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the same body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit, we are all baptized into the one body of Christ. From what I know of you so far, in my first two weeks, you have vast resources of strength and opportunities for being a vibrant congregation with far-reaching witness and outreach serving both neighbor and stranger, member and visitor, 
reaching out with the gospel to those in all the neighborhoods of San Francisco and beyond, even worldwide. You can be, maybe you already are, that place that becomes a crossroad of rich and poor, gay and straight, young and old, white, black, Asian, newly baptized, lifelong Lutheran, Democrat, Republican, educated, self-taught, professional, union worker, male, female. You can be that place that reaches out to the marginalized in our society, the homeless, the mentally ill, the elderly, poor. You can be there for the lonely, lift up the despondent, inspire those with no hope. You can heal the pain of those who have been hurt by the church or be available for those, even at night, who cannot access the programs of the church during the day. You can invite those who struggle with issues of faith and life and provide for those who lack the necessities of life. You can do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. And at the heart of these crossroads, which intersect through the center of this congregation, is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which has the power to draw all of your diversities into one great body for service to the world. It's not always easy to be the body of Christ in an urban setting. Within a few miles of these walls sit the hub of power in San Francisco and also the blocks of people in extreme poverty, the center for drugs and sex work, neighborhoods with some of the most expensive real estate in the neighborhood, and neighborhoods with some of the poorest people in the country. We're in this, I hope, for the long haul, this ministry here at Christ Church Lutheran. But today, we're reminded to listen to God's word for us. Where is God calling us? Who are we within this body of Christ? What gifts do we have that God is trying to use to heal us, to bring us together, to move us forward in Jesus' name? Do you have the heart to be the body of Christ, serving such diverse neighborhoods and people near and far? Do you have the heart to be the body of Christ and keep your focus not on the issues around us, but on the cross of Jesus Christ when faced with anxieties over property and programs? Do you have the heart to hang in there with each other despite the obstacles that may come our way in the future. Our strength, said Nehemiah, 
is the joy of the Lord. Our strength, says this pastor, is the joy of our faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Our strength is found in one another as the members of the body of Christ. Our strength for the days ahead is an unwavering focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. Our strength in the days ahead only can come from God. Thanks be to God for this living and breathing body of Christ that we are a part of in this great city committed to ministry to the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.